Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining in on this special time with Laura Titanser with Crayons and Carnes. We're going to get to discuss so many things from bracelets to <laughs> photography and videography in this new video that she's making. So stick around. so good. How are you? I'm so excited to talk to you. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Cause I'm excited to talk to you. So this will be a good little chat. I know. I honestly have been a fan. I've kind of stalked your page for a while now. Um, <laughs> and before I go any further, let me just mention your page. Um, you can find you on Instagram. It's also crayons and care. Is it Karen's? Yes. Crayons and Karen's. Exactly. Okay. I never know how to say those words. That's okay. And I, I, people ask me all the time what a Karen is, what mm -hmm. that, why, why we even have that, and um, I'll just tell you right now what yeah. crayons and Karens is. Go ahead. Um, so crayons is representative of like children, youth, you know, families, mm -hmm. and then Karens are actually the pile of rocks that you see when hiking, especially when you're hiking on like sandstone and things like mm -hmm. that, because when you're on sandstone trails, you can't see the trail. You know, there's, <laughs> there's yeah. no other indicator of where the trail goes except for what we call a Karen. And that's just the pile of rocks that just kind of guides you along the trail. So it's supposed to be a play on guiding families to be outside kind of thing. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's pretty much stands for what you you do. Like yeah, that's, absolutely. You, have, you know, you have little kiddos. I have, I have a few pictures here. So you have your whole little family here. Yes, that's <laughs> so let's so introduce us to this lovely crew you got here. All it looks like they're all redheaded little girls. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> you can't see because my husband has a hat on, but he is redhead. He's a redhead. Okay. And um, I'm a blonde. So of course we come out with strawberry blonde. Blonde baby girl. Hits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, which I loved because growing up, I always wanted redhead kids. And so that's probably <laughs> one of the reasons why I married Andrew, but don't tell him that. <laughs> You know, you're like, ah, he would make good babies. <laughs> yes, exactly. He'll give me the redheaded kids I wanted, you know? You do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. So I have Juniper. She's the youngest. Okay. She is uh, five. She's almost six. Then I have Sage. She's the middle and she's seven. And then Denali is our oldest and she is nine. I love those names. I'm, I'm assuming that they're significant to all of the outdoors Yes, things that you love to do. Definitely. Andrew and I really like our foundation. Like we met each other and our, our connection was our love for the outdoors. And so like mm -hmm. our relationship was, was, and always has been like, so adventure based. We're just like, mm -hmm. what adventure is next? And so that just like carries down into really like every aspect of our life. It's some sometimes a little embarrassing because I'm like, okay, I'm more than just about where we're going to go camping next, even though it seems like that's all we do, even with our kids' names and everything. But I promise well, I there's know, more to yeah. us. Yeah, I know you're very multifaceted because I've been recently, I've followed your stories even on Instagram, just stating, you know, this is who I am. This is, this is, these are my passions. And, you know, I just applaud you because like I said, you are a jack of all trades. I first started following you. Um, I actually just popped on there to enter a contest that you were doing. Yeah. You make bracelets and I'm actually wearing one of my bracelets um, today that you got me. This one I believe was for fluid. fluid I would love something it. Something like that. Yeah. I have, I, this is one of my favorites because honestly, if I have to just tell you, you were very, inspirational to me starting this podcast because you said that if you know 
one of the questions that you had, I have your letter saved. I know I'm like one of those weird people um, that save it. <laughs> no, you're um, not weird. You're just organized. I I'm am. Like the rest of us <laughs> are just like, oh, I should have kept that, you know, years later. Oh, you know, well, that could also be borderline hoarding. So <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's this balance, you know, exactly. we'll find you're on the or organized side. Exactly. And so you said, um, this is, um, you listened to the song Champion by Bishop Briggs. Um, when you were making brown bracelet and you said, in my experience, this is much more about you than it is me. So my question for you is, are you second guessing what you're creating? Are you wondering if what you're doing is right for you? If so, stop second guessing. This message is for you. You are a champion. You're like fluid lava. So embrace it. And so that was just like, okay, I'm going to do this for me. This is going to be something that I do. And I just want to thank you for inspiring well, I'm just like so proud of you for listening to a stranger's <laughs> advice <laughs> and, and like leaping and moving forward. Like it's not, I didn't do anything, right? Like I was the messenger and you were the one who took action. And that like needs Aww, to be applauded so because sweet. there's Appreciate not that. enough of that in this world. And like you stand out among so many who have dreams but never, mm. never move forward to do it. So way to go. Like, it's all about you. you. This is, that's amazing. I appreciate that so much. And you are definitely one of those people as well. So right back at you, because you are about to start this amazing film called The Mark We Make. Let's talk about that. Tell yeah. us what that is about. Tell us, <laughs> you know, all of that vision. Okay, awesome. So The Mark We Make is essentially just a passion project for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I live a very passionate life and I follow my passions, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, and those passions take me all over the map. But interesting enough, like video production, editing, that kind of stuff has been one of those things that I've actually stuck with for more than just <laughs> a year or so. <laughs> it's something that I, I think the reason why I love it so much when I analyze it and break it down, it's, I love it because it is so challenging. Like yeah. usually it's, I do something new and I kind I don't master it, but I like get to the point where I understand it and it's good. But like with videography and filmmaking, mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever a top. Like there's no, I don't think I'm going to max out on that, right. you know? And so I think that's why it's kept me around for so long because there's always a challenge. Mm -hmm. And so it started off with just taking videos of our family trips, yeah. you know, and, um, and it has grown into... I got paid for the first time for this hobby last year. Um, or not Expedition Overland, Lifestyle Overland was the first yeah. person who, Kevin, he's so awesome. Like he realized and recognized my potential. And yeah. he was like, um, I think I want you to come work for me. And so I started doing some editing for their YouTube channel and just had a blast. I um, was basically I'm make notes, tell my husband, you know, for our YouTube channel. Yes. Laura, Laura, <laughs> <edit>. <laughs> exactly. You need an editor, you know, contract work. It's fantastic. So, um, I kind of stepped into their channel and they were looking for some more content. And I, I feel really passionate about not just getting people outside, but getting people outside in a responsible way so that we can continue to get outside so that places yeah. aren't being closed. I mean, anybody who's in the overlanding industry does not want to see places closure. get closed, you know, yeah. like that, that just is devastating to us. Mm -hmm. There's but actually really, like a shirt that says closure is not the answer. Yes. And that's yeah. totally true. Yeah, exactly. And so with Lifestyle Overland, it was great. They like kind of gave me the opportunity to to speak my voice. And we made the this getting started series where we're talking about, you know, kind of the the do's and the don'ts of overlanding. And so you guys should definitely go check that out if you haven't. And yeah, it, it's it's a really great series. Um, but that was kind of what was the springboard into me really wanting to dive more into that subject. And so I, 
decided that I was going to create a, a short film. Mm -hmm. And um, this film has to do with canyoneering. And if you don't know what canyoneering is, it is, well, let's, let's back it up a little bit even more. It has to do with slot canyons. And okay. if you don't know what a slot canyon is, yeah. a slot canyon is technically a canyon that is deeper than it is wide. And there's a great photo of it. It's um, you can see that photo right there it has a big choke stone. That's what we call a choke stone in there. Oh, okay. So it's like a rock, it's not a falling rock, <laughs> falling down into the canyon. Yep. And you can like go under it. And, and so these canyons are full of all kinds of obstacles. They've got dry falls and they have, I mean, they're some of the most beautiful places you'll ever go to. And so I've been canyoneering, which is, um, where you go in canyons that require like technical gear. So ropes mm -hmm. and harnesses and things like that. I've been doing that for 15 years with my dad. Mm -hmm. And, um, I realized, yeah, or I've yeah. seen more vandalism happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that photo, there's my dad in there. And then there's Julie Taylor who, uh, flew all the way out from the East coast to come and help me film because, part of the film is me and my dad canyoneering together. That's awesome. And I was like, I think it's going to be really hard for me to film myself canyoneering. <laughs> so she was so awesome and came yeah. out and helped film. But there's vandalism happening mm -hmm. all over the place, all over, um, all over every, everywhere, everywhere. Uh, there's so yeah. much vandalism happening. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh yeah. It's even, it's not even in the slot canyons. It's on, you know, the, the trails, like you mentioned with lifestyle overland, you know, there's vandalism happening everywhere. There's trash being left behind. I caught your podcast with a friend of mine, Missy from Lady Overlander, where you discussed the monolith. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I watched the video that those guys posted when they removed it and mm -hmm. they were like, no, these people are not going to come here and just totally desecrate our land because they want a picture with the thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we live in a, in a society, unfortunately, the way that we're moving right now is where we're um, putting like likes and Instagram posts and photography and videos above um, good stewardship. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, that's happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, this was particularly devastating in slot canyons because they're just the most amazing, beautiful places. And they're so mm -hmm. part of what's so amazing is that they're pristine and that they're old and, and they're just yeah. gorgeous. They're and formed by the earth them, themselves, the water, you know, that the way that they're formed is very natural. That's the epitome of the natural formation and for people to go and write their name on it as a statue to yourself when there's all this beauty around you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You get it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So with that devastation, I was like, you know what? Like this is so near and dear to my heart. I'm going to go and make a film. And so I, <laughs> like, Let's I do this. <laughs> picked up my stuff and, and actually it honestly has been one of the most challenging things in my life so mm. far but in like a really good way, you know, mm -hmm. I, I like to say that we, we're not trying to get rid of our problems. We're trying to elevate the problems that we have. So, you know, like back when we were first married, my biggest issues and my biggest problems were trying to figure out how I was going to get uh, enough money to pay for the groceries. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, my problems haven't gone away. Like I'm, I'm not just living an easy breezy life, but like yeah. now my problems are, okay, how am I going to raise some funds to go to this passion project that I have here? Right. So it's really, really great. Like I'm not complaining about the problems that I have, but it has been a huge challenge. And this entire year I've learned so much about myself and, and my commitment to myself. Yeah. Because the, um, the thing is, is nobody cares and not as in like, nobody cares about what I'm doing. No, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody is going to, nobody's holding me accountable for this right. project. Nobody's making sure that it's done. Well, at the end of the day, it's just me that chooses to continue. And the toughest commitments to keep are the ones that you 
make with yourself because nobody else knows about them. Nobody else is forcing you to do it. And so it's easy to make excuses. It's easy to decide, I tried, you know, I tried this, I tried that. It didn't work out. It wasn't for me. And it's easy to walk away. But like, there have been so many hard obstacles to overcome with this. And every single time I had to make the decision to come back and to try again. And that has been really difficult for me, but also so much growth has happened over this last year. Oh yeah. I can definitely see that. Um, and even just your words of wisdom just then about how nobody watches you and it, you know, you're, you're basically accountable to yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, if this movie doesn't happen, people will still continue to go on. But if you can reach one person, that one person can have children and those children can, you know, it's just a circle there, but even just you speak in there about that speaks to me because of my own goals. And I think that's words of wisdom to everybody, you know, that you need to hold yourself accountable, even if it's in a slot Canyon, if you see somebody doing something like this, it's up to you to be that change. Nobody's going to want you to come at them and yell or, you know, go off on them. That's not how yeah. you teach. Yeah. Um, I know you saw a kiddo with his, his dad. <laughs> I yeah. watched your video about that and you're like, okay, no. yes yeah that was actually like so I I do talk about this in the film but I I created Crans and Karens it's a actually a nonprofit, and its major mission is to get families outside Mm -hmm. and I over the past years I've had this overarching journey where I realized that like getting people outside was also contributing to the vandalism. And so I was like, nope, never mind. I'm not going to share. I'm not going to contribute. I'm done. And I took a step back. And then it was that moment when I saw the young boy pull out his pocket knife and he started vandalizing on the rocks that I really realized who it was that was vandalizing and that it wasn't like really, you know, mean people. Yeah. (laughs) families it was it was I mean it could have been my child you know what I mean like it was just normal everyday explorers and I was like you know what I can do something about that and being quiet and staying in the background and just keeping my fingers crossed that nobody visits these places is not the answer right so that's that's really what made me move forward with it because I we knew have, it was something I could we do. We have something like that too, because, you know, we do all of the off-roading things. Um, so we have a lot of times we post pictures of the places that we go. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people, they always want to know where those places are. You know, they want to know how to get there and get Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And so some of those places, we hold those a little tight to us too, because you mm-hmm. don't want people to go there and then that be the next Instagram, you know, so we now Matt, he was doing that, my husband, um, to where he wouldn't tell anybody, but now, you know, he started teaching these Gaia classes, you know, for Mm. the off-road navigation. And so that way people can follow the legal routes and they can find the legal things. Yeah. You know, we try, it's just, it's, I think it's a constant effort. Yes. And I, and I think that that is so fantastic. And I applaud you guys for doing that because, I think if we could kind of change the typical, you know, atmosphere of social media, Mm -hmm. especially for um, overlanders and for those getting outside, if we could change it so that it wasn't just about posting beautiful photos, but also about like, hey, like these are kind of the expected, you know, ways to treat these places, keeping those in your posts as well, too. I think that that's going to be more beneficial than, I mean, I, I like the idea of being mindful about geotagging and things like that, not just mm-hmm. making, making it super easy for those who aren't yeah. as experienced to get there, but also putting that education out there too, yeah. is super important. And if you think that you're not the one that's responsible for educating, then you'd be mistaken if you're going to post stuff out there. And I'm not just like talking to you, Kara. Like, girl, I'm, girl, I'm not, like, no. after you, right? No. Now, <laughs> you know, you're good. Like, in general, like, if you are posting places that are fragile or, yeah. you know, could definitely be closed or, 
or change for forever because somebody is visiting these places that doesn't know how to take care of them, then you are also responsible for helping people know how to take care of the places. So it's kind of um, a tough pill to swallow sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. but one thing that I love, um, this is actually, this is Kevin's story from lifestyle overland where they were out and about and they came across somebody's camp that was completely trashed. Like there, Mm -hmm. there were people in the camp and that they were trashed. And instead of going and lecturing them and like, Hey, you guys need to clean this stuff up. What Mm -hmm. Kevin and Sarah did was they took out some garbage bags from the back of their car and they handed one to the group and then they took one and they're like, Hey, like, let me help you clean up some of this trash, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that it's really important to, um, educate in like a really kind way as well because yeah. the truth is that they may not they may just not know any right. better you know right. so give them the opportunity to know better yeah in a kind way and not only that like you said that they took the trash bags themselves they didn't just hand them the trash bags out yep. or go and yell at them they got in there and they were like this is what we do yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, you know, YouTubers can implement this by like just having a few seconds in there of like, this is how we clean up, up camp, you know, mm-hmm. and that includes what we do with our trash and Instagrammers can do that too. Like, oh, we found this trash where we picked it up. This wasn't even our trash and we picked it up, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, just kind of setting the example for sure. And I know that all of us can do better, including myself. You know, like this is something that we're all learning. And so you don't have to be perfect right now. Right. But just one step at a time. That's the story with everything is just one step at a time. Yeah. One little, one little piece of trash at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Literally. One piece of trash at a time. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. We could sell that. (laughs) So where does the mark we make stand? Like what's, what's the next goal? Like where are we at in the progress? Of yeah. This? So all of the I know you filming... get patches at one point because patches are a thing. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not good at the 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 things. <laughs> I'm just good at the really b- big picture things. Yeah. So if somebody wants to help me get some patches out there, come <laughs> talk to me because that's not my forte. Um, but so. Filming is all completed and now I'm just in the editing process. And so editing is actually going really well. Um, I just have, I'm, I'm in the final stages of editing, I guess you could say. And I hope to have it completed by the end of January and out there in March. And I don't have an exact plan of how we're getting it out there, but I do know for me personally, I'm going to rent out a movie theater and I'm going to invite my friends and family and we're going to have red carpet and we're going to like do black tie and everything just to celebrate because I I'm the kind of person that moves from one thing to the next thing, just immediately. Like right now, even in the middle of, of editing and not even having this project completed, I already have the next project planned. And I'm already like, oh, when do I get to go on to that? And so my goal for this next year is actually to like slow it down and to celebrate what it is that I've already done because we don't, I don't do that enough. I'm sure there are more people out there like me that don't celebrate their success enough, you know? Yeah. The journey is just as, I mean, the journey is the little steps that get you there. And so if you don't have, I know I've struggled with weight my whole life. And so I celebrate by the little like five pounds otherwise, because otherwise it can kind of be overwhelming if you look at the big picture and you don't appreciate the steps that get you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, feel free to invite me to this movie premiere. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I will show up in a ball gown and I'll be like, let's go. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That sounds great. You guys will have to come out to Utah when I do that. That sounds awesome. So whenever you're editing, how many hours of footage are we talking? Like, what do you shoot with all the camera gear? Like you obviously didn't shoot it all yourself. You said you couldn't. So what all do you do to prepare for that? Yeah. So with this project, I kept it really, really simple. And that's for two reasons. One, I was working with what I had, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you don't, 
if you wait until you have all of the gear and all of the things, like we talk about this with overlanders, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like you can't wait until you have the rig. And the I can't go out because I don't have a scottle. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like you can't go out because you don't have a scottle and you don't have whatever, right? Yeah. The fridge and the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So the key is just getting started. Yeah. And so uh, that's exactly what I did. I just got started with what I had. And so what I shoot with is the Panasonic GH5, okay. which is actually really, really fantastic for video on mm -hmm. like a, on a smaller scale. Right. Um, the other reason why I kept everything really simple is because I knew that we were going to be going into slot canyons and slot canyons by nature are <laughs> rugged and rough and not very nice to camera gear or yeah. any gear at all. Like we have specific backpacks that are just canyoneering backpacks because oh, wow. they come out of the canyons with holes in them. And oh, your okay. clothes come, you come out of the canyons with holes in your clothes. Like they're just rugged and rough. So we kept it really, really simple. So it's like the Panasonic GH5 and a little mic on top with um, GoPro Hero 8 and mm -hmm. No, no, Sony. <laughs> Not in this case. I never thought I would be a Panasonic girl, but like, man, if you haven't played with the the GH5, you have got to. It's like really, really incredible. So everything is shot 4K. Is that a mirrorless or is it? Yeah. Because I, ha I have a Nikon mirrorless. That's what mine, it's one of the Z yeah. series. I don't even know, but yeah. um, that's what I shoot with. And then yeah. my husband shoots with all the GoPros and drones and things. But. See, here's the thing is I'm like, I will never be a gear person. I'm not a gear person. I will never mm -hmm. be a gear person. I like leave that up to my husband. I say, okay, this is what I need it to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does the research and he does everything. And he's like, hey, here you go. And I'm like, great. And then it does what I need it to do. And it's fantastic. I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have to know all the ins and the outs of everything. Yeah. You know, as long as it gets the job done, I'm happy, you know? You shoot some amazing pictures though. I can't wait to see the videos. Well, that's the other thing that I really love about the Panasonic. And that's why we chose that one is because the video and the um, photo quality are both yeah. really good. Because a lot of times if you go with something that is just like super great with video, then your photo quality suffers right? or vice right. versa. So it's a really, really great, um, all around camera for those who like, who enjoy doing video and photography for sure. Yeah. So what else does your husband do? Cause I know you, this was totally, I'm like, we're just talking now. So yeah, yeah, what it, I know he does wallets. I know that's kind of crazy. Cause I yes. that picture that you posted too. Um, but, and you said that he had, um, not, he now is remote or because yeah. what are you able to travel more? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I know I'm talking about all the things. No, no, you're, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm really laughing because we are both a little bit jack of all trades where we like to dip our hands in a lot of things. So Andrew went to school for marketing and um, business. And in school, he created a business called Spelt Wallets. And they're really tiny, like paper thin wallets made from Tyvek. So it's waterproof, rip proof, but it right. is paper thin. Mm -hmm. And he created that business in school as part of a school project. And it has that's okay. never died. <laughs> <laughs> it's still continuing today and it's still something we love. And we have like our diehard fans who like love Svelte wallets and they're people who love minimalist stuff. They're just like, it is the most minimal wallet you'll ever have. That's so cool. So we have that. And then we also sell a teardrop trailer building guide because we oh. built our own teardrop trailer. I didn't know this. Yes. <laughs> this one. Wait, are you talking about this one right here? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the one. Wow. So we've, we've actually built three of those and that one's the third one. And on our third one, while we were building it, we um, created a building guide for it. So you can actually go and purchase our guide that will give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to build your own one of those. So 
It has video instructions and written instructions. <laughs> yes. Like I said, we're just kind of all over the place. I don't know what we do, but we do a lot of different things. So I'm quite is, impressed that y'all built that I because know. I was thinking that was just this, you know, normal buy your teardrop camper thing. No, that is hand built by my husband, Andrew. He's incredible. Dang. And he, he like came up with it. Like he pulled it out of his butt, you know, like he designed the whole thing. It did take three tries to like really get it down to like where it functioned the way that we really wanted it to function and everything. So both of those are his side jobs, his side things. And then he works full time as a, as a marketer. Okay. And now he works from home. And now he works from home because of COVID. So everybody in the company went remote and he works from home. And that, like you were saying, and the post that you saw opened the door to another one of my big dreams, which was doing kind of extended travel. So I always wanted to do full-time travel, you Mm -hmm. know, like sell sell everything, do the, do the life on the road. Yeah. Um, And Andrew is somebody who really values having like a routine and he really values Mm -hmm. having just, he really wants to make sure we're taken care of. Like that's his number one thing is he just wants to make sure his family's safe and taken care of. And the best way for him to do that is to have like a steady job and a place to come home to and put his head down at night. And so we actually had a hard time for years because like traveling is my number one passion and trying to find the middle ground video. Yeah, exactly. And I always wanted to, he's like, well, we can travel. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm the kind of person that wants to immerse myself in the cultural experience. You know, like I don't want to know what it's like to be there as a um, tourist. I want to know what it's like to be there as, as a person, like as somebody living there, you know, and really know what life is like for those who live there on a day-to-day basis. And so I was like, how are we going to get that experience, but not sell everything, not travel full time. And, um, ultimately we did find a compromise, which was incredible. It took us, it took us 10 years to find a compromise, which I'm just, I want to say, like, if you and your spouse are, you know, having a hard time finding that compromise and you're like, this is never going to happen. I don't know how this is going to work. I just want you to know that sometimes it can take 10 years to find that compromise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But when it's there and when you, when you find it, it works. You get in a groove. It is such a glorious moment. So, so now what we're doing in January, we're headed to Hawaii for a month and we're going to just slow travel on the big Island of Hawaii. And our hope is to do that once a year, go someplace for a month and just slow travel there. So So that once that, that place is going to be your, for the month, uh, for the year of next year that yes that's Uh Uh, like probably next year in january we'll go someplace new um i'm letting andrew take the wheel on our next adventure i'm like you get to decide because i decided on hawaii so he's gonna decide our next place so we don't have it down yet but it'll be someplace warm i'm sure you just got back from alaska were you all there a month no we were not there a month we were there little under two weeks, but we okay. went and did the Dalton highway, which That's is a beautiful. fantastic road to do for overlanders. It's part of the Pan American highway. So, okay. Yeah. And you'll have to tell me about that. So did you just plan the trip out and you went? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally how it happened is I was laying in bed one night and I got a notification that there was really cheap airfare to Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> And I was like, Andrew, let's go to Fairbanks, Alaska and do the Dalton Highway. And he was like, okay. And we purchased <laughs> our tickets that night. And then we invited. At the time, I was like, this is so weird. Why Why would I have this thought? But I was like, let's invite your family to come. But they're yeah. not like overlanders. They're not, you know, <laughs> the kind yeah. of person that would want to go down a 415 mile dirt road to the middle of nowhere. You know, nothing. Like, check it off your bucket list. Right. Yeah. But we invited them to come with us and they all like jumped on board, which was amazing. I, I don't know how that all fell into place. God thing. I do now. <laughs> so we, we went, we rented, um, like 
camper vans up uh-huh. in Fairbanks okay. and then did the Dalton Highway. And it actually ended up being our last trip that we did with Andrew's mom because mm-hmm. she passed away from cancer, um, mm-hmm. a five-year battle with cancer in September. So I'm like, I now know why mm-hmm. I had that thought. Like, we got to invite your family and why That's everybody awesome. jumped on board. And leading up to it, I was like, why why uh, this is bad this is terrible like she's in so much pain why am I forcing her to go on a trip in the middle of nowhere like Kathleen we can stay home I promise like let's do something else she was like no like I'm gonna go see the Arctic Ocean (laughs) and I was like okay let's go I've got chill bumps yeah it ended up being the perfect trip because we were in a car for hours on end and that was really all she could do was sit and just enjoy and so we just enjoyed each other we just took it easy and experienced some of the most amazing landscape you'll ever mm-hmm. experience and just knowing that you have that 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 those final moments yes. you know with your kids and everything there that's that's something that you can't get back absolutely you have to listen to that little nag in your you mm-hmm. know the little nagging thought that's like we should invite so and so or we should really take this trip or maybe the nagging thought is we need to sell everything and we need to be on the road together for the next few years cuz yeah. i know other people who have had those thoughts and feelings and mm-hmm. and then when they returned they found out that they had cancer and passed away so like listen yeah. to those thoughts when they come don't just like brush them off, but like actually listen to them. Yeah. Those are some wise words that you're giving us today. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that I was going to get all the marriage advice. I didn't know I was yes. going to get all the, That's all of it. everything here. <laughs> no, I'm just speaking from my own experience. If you, everything goes wrong because of my advice, I apologize. <laughs> I should put a little statement at the bottom, like not yes. always the case disclaimer yes please put a (laughs) disclaimer there (laughs) that's hysterical so what are your goals besides Hawaii do you plan on are you still doing the videography or I know you said you're editing right now so what what else do you have going on a little bit of everything yeah a little bit of everything exactly because are you with you're now with expedition what right yeah I spent a month with them in let's see that was October it okay. was really, really cool. I was able to go up and There's some great people. Yes, that's Rochelle Croft right there. Rochelle and Clay are the owners of Expedition Overland. Yeah. And they really are just like the the sweetest, most yeah. generous people. I like I said, I spent a month up there with them and like they blew me away by their generosity. It was really incredible. And the thing that I loved about it is I got to go and work and earn money for this hobby that I've had. And then I also got to learn like so much. And Clay took the time to sit me down and to teach me, mm-hmm. you know, all of his editing techniques and all of his reasons why he edits that way and how they plan things out and, and whatnot. Awesome. And it was like I felt so blessed to be a part of that and to have that experience because it definitely will change the way I edit things and the way I I approach an edit or or a project from here on out, you know. Okay, so, you're going to have to give me like two editing advices that you oh. take. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I have to, I have to think of one that I'm allowed to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, do you, do you use Lightroom? Is that what you use to edit things? So Lightroom is what I use for, for photos. Okay. Okay. Or not Lightroom, but, um, what is the video one? Premiere Premiere. is Adobe. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned on Premiere, um, and then Expedition Overland uses, um, it just left my head so don't worry it'll come back it's the mac one what is it LumaFusion? no that's, no that's the ipad this is embarrassing know. guys it just left my head i'll it'll come back <laughs> what i use though is davinci resolve and okay I never heard of that one davinci resolve so i've now had experience using three major editing software programs. Mm -hmm. And 
I will always go back to DaVinci Resolve. It is really my favorite by far. Absolutely. Just because of the, the way it, it flows, the work. Yes. All, okay. Everything about it. One thing that I love is that it's not a subscription based. So I'm not paying month to month for it. It's just one flat fee. And it's like really, really attainable, like $300 or something okay. for it. And the, the, the workflow, everything is fantastic. And the ability for color correction and audio and everything is just astounding. Like they actually use it in Hollywood for editing like major feature films. So oh, wow. it's the thing that I think I like about it so much is its ability is monumental, like so much capacity, mm-hmm. but it's easy for a big, be- well, I wouldn't say a beginner, <laughs> but someone that has a foundation. Yes. If you're switching over from like premiere or something, like it's going to be flawless to yeah. switch over. It's, it's great. Yeah. Venture to Room just says DaVinci lets you have multiple timelines too, which is way cool. Yes, absolutely. It does. And that will let you, um, work collaborative together on a project. Oh, it's, wow. It's really great. So yeah. So does, does it have like your own audio and stuff too that you import or do you have to still use like an off, like an outside audio? Yeah. Like, so I can just re- record all of my narrations or if I were doing a podcast, I could record it right there. In okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's Thank what you for I sharing that. that. that yeah. yeah. That was a little tip that I learned. You don't have to give away all your secrets. I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, it's because I've learned from Clay who he's the one with the secrets. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> we'll contact here, Clay is, for that. This is, I can leave this with you. And this is something that's from me. That was also um, something that Clay said as well, is that like, you have to like, there's, there's the techniques, right? There's like transitions and like knowing when to cut and blah, 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 blah. There's like those really yeah. technical techniques, but like listening to your heart and like listening mm-hmm. to your gut and listening to those things is what's going to like really elevate an edit. And that's like the most important part is like knowing those things that you can't like train mm-hmm. into somebody. You know, it's something that they have to learn through experience, but like, just open the door to like listening into your heart and those gut responses. And that's going to elevate your edit. Yeah. Because it tells, it gives a little glimpse of to who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And and like the reason why we watch stuff is to be entertained and to, Mm like be inspired and to connect and like all of those things are going to come from like real human emotions. So if you're always like steering away from conversation that gets deep, like no, lean into those conversations that get deep, you know, allow yourself to be vulnerable, not just like in a sad way, but then like, you know, in in all the ways, like open up the door to that vulnerability, whether you're filming something or when you're editing something as well. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Super great advice. So where are some of the places that you've traveled that you love to travel to and you can't get enough of, you want to go back and your go-to places. I know you live Utah. That's prime spot for us. (laughs) Every time we go, we go out West. So I know. And, and I really am spoiled. I grew up here in Utah and Utah, like, I think I didn't realize how spoiled I was growing up. Um, I will say this does not look like Utah. That is not Utah. (laughs) (laughs) That is in the Florida Keys. I went there this year and really, yes, it's guys, if you haven't been to the Florida Keys, like you've got to go there. So I'm my goal. I'm going to announce my goal to you so that yes. way I have some accountability. Okay. I plan to have hit a hundred pounds by April. Okay. That I've lost. Awesome. And we want to go skydiving in the Florida Keys. There's a KOA in the Florida Keys. Yes. And so we're going to go camp there yes. <laughs> and then we're going to jump out of a plane. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. I just, I just the views that you yes. can see look mm-hmm. incredible. That's our yes. goal in April. Okay. Fantastic. I'll hold you to it. Yeah. Check in <laughs> with me every now and then and be like, so how's the skydiving going? Okay. <laughs> hey, but what I want you to do is I want you to just like, I want you to try your best to reach that goal. Mm-hmm. 
But when you get to that point and you, if you haven't reached it exactly how you had imagined it, I still want you to go out and celebrate. Yeah. I want you to like, I still want you to go and do those things, you know, because like, like you said, it's so hard. It's, there's so much work that goes into reaching those goals and you're not going to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. Mm. So I would just encourage you to like go out and like, yes, this is my goal, but I'm not going to punish myself if I don't Mm. make it. Like I'm going to go because like the passion and living your life and having those experiences and feeling those things and getting scared. And like, those are what's going to like, just light your life on fire. And if you can like feel that passion and you can like live your life to the fullest. I know at the end of the day, you're going to be like, yeah, but like, you know what? I had a crap ton of fun, you know? You can say shit ton. You're fine. You can can say it. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that that was coming. So I was like, girl, go, you go. Cause (laughs) I just need you in my back pocket all the time because you're just so encouraging. You have all the wisdom. Well, you know what? I'm, I really am. I'm on your phone, which is probably in your back pocket all the <laughs> it time. It is. It is. So just, just reach out away. anytime you need it. Just reach <laughs> out. I'll give you that little pep talk that you need. Oh, Lily Gansler, I need you. <laughs> yes. So I really do have friends who are like, you know, have me on speed dial are just like, okay, Lara, I'm having a hard day. Please <laughs> give me the talk I need to hear. So it w- you wouldn't be the first. That's an incredible person you are to be that person for other people. So I appreciate that. So well, let's get back to this. Okay. <laughs> and this beautiful picture that is you. Yes. That is me <laughs> in like one of my most natural elements. Like, I don't know what it is, but water is just my favorite. And even as a little girl, I remember, yeah, there you go. I'm trying to keep my kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, your husband is over there with the bubbles in his face. Like, yeah. help me to survive. <laughs> Let's just say it's not Andrew's most natural element. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of funny. Andrew cannot float. Like, really? I was like, no, everybody can float. You just have to learn how to float. No, I have I didn't tried know that was a thing to float and he cannot float. So we did research and sure enough, there's like a really small percentage of like the human population that cannot float. Take that boy to the Dead Sea. He'll float. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can definitely <laughs> float in the Dead Sea or the Great Salt Lake here is like the Dead Sea where it's oh, you have one. Salty. I didn't know there was one there too. Yes, you have. Okay, next time you come out to Utah, come to the Great Salt Lake. It's one of two salty lakes in the world. The other one is the Dead Sea. I've been to the Dead Sea. That is so cool. Well, then you- But I've never been to the in Utah. (laughs) Yes. And they have all these little brine shrimp that that, um, are in the water and you can like catch them and stuff. It's super fun. So anyway, so Andrew can't can't float. So he's not quite as comfortable in the water, but Water is my natural element and I, I'll go anywhere and do anything to swim in any body of water. <laughs> yeah. You're a little water baby. <laughs> yep. So do all exactly. your kids like going out and exploring too? I, I think I saw a video where maybe what were they doing? Riding their bike? Did they get a new bike and one was a little bit timid? A mountain bike, I think. Yes, absolutely. Well, like, here's the thing is we're always pushing our kids out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So they're never, (laughs) I feel bad. They're going to grow up and be like, I never just had it easy. You know, (laughs) there's plenty of times for easy. Uh, So I, I, we we're always pushing them out of their comfort zone. So it's like, once they've like slightly mastered one type of bike, we're like, okay, let's get you to the next, you know? (laughs) So they're always always uncomfortable. We're always pushing them. There's plenty of tears to go around, like, because we know that growth comes from hard things. So Mm -hmm. we push them to do those hard things. But I would say for the most part, they really do like getting outside and like, I'm not like forcing them to go camping with us or anything. They're, they're pretty pumped about it. So, and they they love to do things like collect the rocks where it's okay to collect rocks because you can't collect rocks everywhere. But like we, there are actually Utah is fantastic for rock hounding and mm-hmm. there are some really cool places to go and like find trilobites and to find 
all kinds of rocks. So That's we cool. like to go do rock hounding. They love that kind of stuff. They love canyoneering, even though it scares them. They love it. So does it terrify you as a mom to have them? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm the one that's like, oh, come on, shove them over the edge, you know? <laughs> I, I have to work on my compassion a little bit because my oldest Denali does get a little scared. And I'm just like, suck it up, Denali, you know? <laughs> I, I hope one day she'll thank me for it. Maybe not, though. She'll knows? push you off. That's what she's going <laughs> to yes, Exactly. Then maybe one day she'll turn around and get me out of my comfort zone. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> absolutely hope so bless her yeah they're so sweet yeah they're they're you know they're kids so they're challenging and also like the greatest thing you could ever have in your life you know I'm sure yeah. you feel the same way oh yeah totally it's it's one of the hardest jobs that you'll ever have as being a parent it's like what having your little heart walk around yes and it's and you've got I know I haven't even of- gotten to the teenage years yet so oh, I don't gosh. know how you're doing it one day at a time, one piece of trash at a time. <laughs> yes, exactly. One step at a time. That's all you need to do, right? That's one foot in front of the other. It's totally like that. So does so has Andrew? He's always been outdoors too. Like so, y'all. Yeah. Or everything. Do you have the kids? Do they have tasks when they go camping? Like what makes it? I mean, obviously they love to go and pick up the rocks when they can. But do they get bored? Are they at the age where everything's fun? <laughs> I guess I'm teenagers, so I'm like everything's bored at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting a glimpse of that in my oldest Denali, starting to get a glimpse of the like, oh my gosh, this is so boring kind of thing. But mm-hmm. no, they're still like totally in it. They're still loving it. They do have jobs. They actually do all of the dishes at camp, yeah. which is not an easy task because it involves like you know hand. Well, there's five of you too. So yeah. You know, so I love it though. They actually get kind of excited to do it. I don't have them do the dishes here. Well, actually they do some of the dishes. They unload the dishwasher. Andrew loads the dishwasher. I actually don't touch the dishes. I'm like, that's the one thing I'm not going to do. So I do all the other (laughs) things and I'm like, I don't do the dishes. And it's fantastic. If you can strike that deal with your partner, you should. (laughs) But they do the dishes. They, um, like clean up the shoes, like keep the shoes organized, you know, especially Mm -hmm. my youngest, she's got little jobs like that. And they have to keep their own little spaces in the car organized too. And um, we like put them in charge of things like packing their own snacks and filling up their own water bottles and things like that. And as they get older, I can totally see us being like, Hey, Denali, like, will you check all the, uh, tires air pressure and yeah will you do like a walk around they're in charge of cleaning up the trash before we leave you know I'm like we can't leave here until everybody's picked up at least 20 pieces of trash and most of the time they can't find (laughs) all that trash so I'm like okay fine I guess we'll go but yeah so yeah they're they're good and and uh, that was one thing from the very beginning is that Andrew and I both love the outdoors so it wasn't like Hey, Andrew, you go do your thing. I'll stay home, take care of the kids, you know, or vice versa. And so it was like, well, if we're going to go out and we're going to do something, we got to bring the kids with us. So they've always been there with us. And we've just like found a way to adapt the hobbies that we've always loved to be great for the kids too. Yeah. So do they all fit in the little camper or is it? Because that's all you have, the tent on top. Yes. So do you stack? Because we had a tent on top. We had a teardrop too yeah that we had a tent on the top we no longer have that because we have tent on our vehicles but yeah is that where you put everybody yeah so Andrew and I are typically in the trailer and then they are up top in a three-man rooftop tent and it's I say typically because if it's like a super cold night it's a lot warmer Mm -hmm. in the trailer and so then we'll yeah. like swap them or sometimes it'll be like me and all the girls in the trailer and Andrew <laughs> up in the tent, however we make it work. But it's, it's a good setup for um, like what we do here in Utah, mm-hmm. which is just a lot of like, you know, fall, spring and summer camping. We don't do a lot of winter camping. Okay. If we were to do like full-time road kind of stuff, it would be a little tricky, I think. Right. It would be hard, especially as they got older, 
having the space. (laughs) Yeah. Having some space. And then like also having an in indoor space for everybody Mm -hmm. to be like, if the weather is bad, stuff like that, you know? So it's, it's fantastic for what we do right now. It'll all be about evolving. Yes. Just going back into the drawing board and changing what you want to do. Yep, exactly. So we only have a few minutes left. So tell everybody how they can go and support the mark we make and follow all of your things like I do. I yeah, can probably, okay, I can probably awesome. do this for you, but go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> I don't mind if you want to tell everyone. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'll probably say something wrong now. <laughs> so you can go to cransandcarens.com and you can read about like our initiative that we're doing, which is the mark we make. And you can donate if you want. Like I said, we operate as a nonprofit and everything that we've been able to do so far has been off of donations from amazing people like you guys listening. I've like been so amazed and my heart has been just like overflowing with gratitude for the people who like see something like this and take a chance and believe in it. Like that's Mm -hmm. just so incredible. I, I Sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't even believe that we're all in this together. And like, you have the talent to do the video and you have that vision. So where other people may have a little extra cash, they can contribute, you know, like that, that ties us even closer together to me, you know, that's what that way I think. So yeah, absolutely. Like it's a give and a take and we all put in our talents and our gifts and our abilities where we can. I love it. That's a great thought. I'll, I'll adopt that. I like that. <laughs> I don't have so much like guilt of like, oh my gosh, like. <laughs> no, you got to let somebody, you, somebody wants to bless you. You got to, because they get a blessing every time yeah. they, you know, so that allows absolutely. that too. I do absolutely believe in that. Karma, right? You know, yeah. what you put out there, you get back. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, you can, you can um, donate through that, we're still needing donations because we still have some some fine tuning on the editing that I that we need some funds for, and then also mm-hmm. distributing this so that it can be seen, so that the message can get out there. So, yeah. if vandalism is something that is near and dear to your heart, and you want to see this message um, get out there to families and to other adventurers, then mm-hmm. we definitely appreciate every every penny. And then you can follow me on Instagram, which is also Crans and Karens. And that's where we share a lot of just the, the random life of Lara and the hodgepodge of projects Love that it. we do. Um, Endeavor trailer is our trailers. So that's where you can Endeavor. find the trailer guide. If you want to build um, your own, build your own trailer. Who knew it's so if you're handy, like if you're handy and you have some basic skills like some saws I'm not the one who built it (laughs) have you read your own manual (laughs) no Andrew was the one who built or who wrote that I did the videos so (laughs) that's hysterical really it's like basic stuff stuff you could get from like harbor freight if you wanted to anybody who's the least but handy could follow this guide and build your own teardrop trailer for you know as low as like $5,000, which is insane because now a days they're blowing up everywhere. Yeah. You're paying $24,000 for a basic off-road teardrop trailer. So without a kitchen. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So if you're looking for a good alternative and you're handy with your hands, it's a great place to go. Endeavor trailers. Um, you can find it on Instagram or our website okay. and then Svelte wallets. If you, you mentioned that Svelte, I'm totally going to get my husband a wallet. Yes. You told it. it's, it's the, all the guys in my life stuffer. They're tiny. So I'm always like, seriously, if you need something to fill out your like stocking for your husband or even women, we have really fun designs, especially if you're out there, you have maps. And yes. There's yours. maps like topographical maps of Canyonlands of Zion, there's um, Glacier National Park, and then there's just like a, a mountain scene and things like that. It's really great for like your outdoor lovers. So um, that's a great last minute stocking stuffer if you want. So <laughs> thanks for letting me give a shout out. That's Svelte Wallets, S-V-E, how, what is it? <laughs> S-V-E-L-D-T-E. <laughs> there we go. Like tattoo. We're in this together. 
<laughs> I, my my strength is also not spelling, so you know, <laughs> we'll just lean on the strengths and uh, get away yeah. with the others. <laughs> exactly. Well, I tell you what, you have been a blast. I've wanted to catch up and talk to you and see where you're going and where you've been for a while now. I know we've been trying to plan this for a few months because yeah. you're we're both got crazy schedules. So yep. I'm so well, thankful. Thank you. Like this has been so fun to just chat with you. It feels like I've known you for forever. So yeah. this is great. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to till we talk again or I see you on the red carpet. I'll you know, either one of those. <laughs> yes. Well, that's so good. I would so love if you came out, but it is black tie. So I expect you okay. to be blessed up. Oh girl. <laughs> I will bring it in all of my glory. Perfect. And a hundred pound less body maybe by then. Yes. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate you, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me here today. <laughs> well, you have a great rest of the day. Okay. Okay. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.